Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. This is episode 155, 155. Very, very excited about this one. I'm such a massive fan of this DJ producer, and this was a really fun interview as well. Hope y'all are ready to go freak mode with my man, Freak On. I caught up with Vinny last week while he was in LA and had such a blast getting his full story. In episode 155, we discuss his early days in electronic music. Vinny grew up just outside of Portland, Oregon, and was raised with music always playing in the house, but it wasn't until his teen years until he discovered electronic music. Although the Oregon dance music scene is smaller, the community he was surrounded by inspired him to pursue a career in music and chase his dream. We of course ran through his discography. Now although Freak On started in 2018, and this is actually his second moniker, He's been producing for years, and he's already had so much success in a short period of time. Some of his biggest tracks include Be Your Lover with Binge Watch on Sink or Swim, Nitrous EP on Hood Politics, Thick with Dr. Fresh on Dim Mac, and so many more. He also is a SoundCloud kid at heart and has put out some incredible remixes. I downloaded every single one. Heat! We also had a great conversation about his production process and style. Throughout the entire discography portion, we picked apart how Freak found inspiration on each track. He utilizes custom templates that help lay the foundation to build ideas quickly and also go outside the box while maintaining his sound. Lots of great nuggets for any house music producers out there. Vinny has been hustling since the start of the Freak On project and I had a blast learning about his plans for the future. He kept the ball rolling in 2020 with so much heat and he's got a ton coming out this year. He's positioned himself as one of the biggest up-and-comers in house music, and big shout-out to his management group, Metatone, but he's ready to get back to doing shows ASAP, and you know I'm going to be front row, freak. So many good stories, pieces of advice, and big laughs in this one. I know you guys will enjoy it as much as I did. Make sure to pre-save his new track, Recycle That, coming out this Friday, April 9th, on House Call Records. Massive shout-out to Dr. Fresh and House Call as well. Now, enough of me talking. Let's get into it right now so you can hear Vinny's story for yourselves. This is episode 155 with Freak On. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. We're here with my man Vinny, a.k.a. Freak On. Are we going freak mode right now for this interview, bro? It's time to go freak mode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're going to be able to give it your all because... You've been a fucking traveler the past week. You're a nomad in general. You were telling me before we got on the interview, yeah. man. But how are you feeling right now? How's life? How's everything? Can't complain, man. Um, things are looking up with music. Uh, don't really have anything holding me down. So kind of feel like a, a free bird in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> Running all over the place. I mean, how uh, much you love that, though? You know, I didn't know how much I would, and I've just been having so much fun meeting so many people, just uh, not really having anything that 
holds me back to this one certain spot. So it's been kind of less stressful. Sure. Um, so, you know, I can go hang out in Tampa with Gallo for a month and just chill. Yeah. Not, not, you know, write music and uh, it's just, you know, it's a good time. So yeah. while things are still crazy and, and, stir, and like uncertainty, you know, I'll kind of wait for that until I settle down in the spot too. But. Keep, keep enjoying this time, man, as much as you can. Yeah. I was, uh, I had, I've had a lot of great conversations with DJ Susan about this. Uh, someone we both know very well. And like one thing that he yeah. says and what I've seen you do is just like continue to release music, continue to get in front of labels, continue to develop relationships, continue to build your brand. Everybody, yeah. especially a DJ has had a lot of reasons to stop doing all that. When so much of our business is DJing live, sharing our music live, testing it out live. Mm-hmm. It's a little demoralizing when you can't do that. And live streams have been a bridge, but a pretty thin bridge. So props to you, man, before you even go into anything like, past year has been really big for you and it's awesome it's an honor to talk to you man well i appreciate it honored to be here man for sure bro i mean like i as a producer when i make music i think of myself putting it in a situation would this do well at a festival would this do well at a club would this do well whatever underground berlin 4 a.m whatever it might be Marco yeah. Carolla's opening song, 6 a.m. at space, whatever it might be. Right, right. Has anything changed in the studio for you from, like, a, a creative standpoint, like, over a the little, past year? A little bit. Um, I was always kind of in denial, like, nah, I'm going to write this for, you know, festival stage or, like, a packed club stage. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how I used to just kind of <laughs> see my music uh, uh, as a whole, after writing it, you know, the, the final product was playing it out and seeing the reaction to the tune. So once that kind of went away, um, it was a little bit harder, but I still, you know, had this like path that I follow when I write music, you know, just make it fun, make it groovy. Still imagine yourself, the hands up, you know? Um, but recently I've started to kind of look at it as like more like stream worthy. Okay. Cause that's kind of where we are right now is right. Uh, streamable music as we kind of wait, not to say that you shouldn't put out festival bangers as well, but, uh, ha- you know, happy mix right now. It's probably good for, uh, most artists. So kind of been looking at writing music that way. Yeah. More like, you know, poppy vocals, something that people can remember. Yeah, something catchy. If you if you look at um, John Summit, he's kind of done both, put them together, you know, club bangers with that. Yeah, he he, he has the secret sauce. So he does. Um, yeah, just kind of you know, but uh, in a sense, still trying to write freaky, bootylicious vocals. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. As you man. can tell from my next release yeah, coming out. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and sip your pug mug yeah i write a uh, freaky bootylicious tracks <laughs> no it all connects it's all within the brand yes <laughs> yep there we go <laughs> that's yeah, awesome man. i mean you've done a great job of that you got forty thousand monthly listeners on spotify congratulations to you that's real fans that's genuine people who want to listen to your music come across your page so props to you on that i think what we've been coming across is what you just said it's like trying to tiptoe that line of something that's streamable but also playable and it's very hard to do. And it's kind of yeah. come to the limelight a lot more in the past year, at least in the electronic music world. It's like some people just release a track so it can just be played main stage. Some people yeah. are like, oh, this will do really well 
you know, at, at a beach hotel or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But now... In Tulum. Yeah, obviously Tulum. That's the only place that music gets played outside, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tulum. Besides uh, Florida, yeah. Besides Florida, yeah. Shout out to Florida. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been really cool because people that have continued to produce like yourself, like if we look at your 2019 and early 2020 discography, and then we look at like some of the stuff you've been releasing recently, like I said mm-hmm. before, like you're doing this really, really special sound. Like See You, again, the, your most recent track. Yeah. You do a great job. You got that John Summit vibe, bro, but it's still freak. Like, yeah. you got this awesome, like kind of like loopy vocal that's super catchy. So you've got mm-hmm. something that people can sing along to. And then you got this fucking dark bass line that's like so dope. I bet it would do really well on a proper sound system. So yeah, is that like, tell me, I guess like we're going to fast forward you and then we'll come back, but that's your most sure. recent track. Where were you at when you kind of made that one recently? How long have you had that in the piggy bank? Um, I think I made that in July or August. Okay. So right in the middle. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I didn't even think that tune was going to get signed so fast. Wasn't one of my favorites. Never like played it out on live stream. Mm-hmm. Just kind of brushed it off. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, watch this be one of my biggest songs. Like I was making a joke with my manager Parker about that. I was like, yeah. I was like, I need to act like all my songs aren't my favorite. Maybe that's the key. Is yeah. <laughs> the universe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I made that in July or August. Um, and I don't know, the, I found the vocal and I just detuned it and it just kind of fit it. Like I wrote the song super quick, mm-hmm. um, really felt the vibes. I've always kind of liked vibing music. Um, so, but I really like club music as well. So I was like more club, more club. And then kind of started finding some vibey vocals. I was like, all right, let's like mesh them together. Mm-hmm. I like to get sad boy sometimes. So. <laughs> Ex- Warp Tour emo kid came out. Oh, speaking my <laughs> so, language, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, great track. Noisy, noisy picked it up right away. Yeah. yeah that's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah. It's so cool when uh, a producer like that who runs a great label like acknowledges something kind of new. Like, it's a fresh sound, bro. Yeah. It really is. So, he did yeah, yeah. on it just like you did. So, maybe it makes sense. Yeah, I was, you know, uh, judging from what he usually plays and what was coming out. It's a lot, you know, mellower tune. The bass line and the kick really punch, but altogether, it's not like a, you know, hype tune, so. Yeah. But it's, awesome. it's a little gripping, a little gripping, I guess. Gripping, good word. I'm going to steal that from you. It's gripping. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Get locked in. Yeah. So. So you mentioned, you just mentioned Vans Warped Tour, bro, but you're yeah. originally from Portland, Oregon. Let's go all the way back, man. Tell me about growing sure. up. What's like the electronic music scene in Portland? When did music even get introduced to you? Uh, so I grew up like 40 minutes south of uh, the main city, Portland, and a city called Oregon City. Okay. End of the Oregon Trail. Big Shout vibes out. there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up, grew up kind of in the boonies, honestly. Um, my parents moved out there when I was like two. Mm-hmm. Kind of lived on a horse farm. Wow. Um, all the way up until like eighteen or nineteen. Then I uh, left for college uh, at like nineteen years old. Went to Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Studied wow. public health. Um, before that, though, I got my EMT and started at the fire fire department as a volunteer. So. 
did, did that for seven years until I was 25, until I decided that I was like, nah, it's time to, it's time to really chase this dream and dip from, you know, the small city of, of Portland. The music scene is, it was, you know, at one point popping. Yeah. <laughs> there used to be a, a Wednesday party that would go off every, every week called Fact Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, on Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday's world. Um, yeah. And then you, you slowly, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. People moved on. But uh, there was only one major club there mm -hmm. uh, with one major promoter. So once you're uh, an opener or a resident of that club, you kind of would just hit the ceiling until you, you know, or a headliner. But not a lot of headliners were coming from Portland. A lot of people got comfortable in that. Yeah. Uh, opener stage or just like playing their small shows um, and it's really hard to just like branch out from a small city like that so I just kind of looked at the opportunity to come to a bigger city and surround myself with um, I guess more connections even though it's that's hard within itself because it's saturated yeah but uh, I had a really good opportunity with Dr. Fresh to you know move into his spot with him and kind of try to start the music label with him the prescription at the time mm -hmm. so <clears throat> i had to decide in two days and i went to the fire department and put Good in my, my leave of absence and just dipped damn so, yeah. wow before we unpack the dr flash relationship like you grew up in the boonies did your parents like music like did you have any friends that wanted to be dj oh. or was it till you got to college yeah. Uh, my parents loved music. I, I think that's kind of why I got into it. I, from a young age, I was dancing along to Whitney Houston, Vanilla Ice, and Hell yeah. you know, the Cool and the Gang, and all that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, but they're really into that stuff. My mom was probably a a clubber back in the day. I haven't asked her too much about it, but I'm sure she she was a partier. Um, she got she got yeah she got me into classic rock and that's how I picked up the guitar so I think I started guitar lessons around like nine or ten with okay you play? a little bit not as much as I'd like Gallo seeing Gallo play kind of got me into you know Bro, to get Gallo's back in. insane he's a he rips it he rips it so, <laughs> uh, it, like it kind of got me into like wanting to get back into it but. But you know, it was in high, the high school dream of being in a band and playing Warped Tour and all that. And then, you know, once that kind of fizzled out, I kind of sat down on the guitar, did my studies, and got into you know house music and DJing. So that's awesome. Uh, Never look back. Rest is history. When did you meet Binge then? Because he was in Portland at some point as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Binge, I think we met. What year did we meet? Like uh, twenty, uh, I would say twenty fifteen or sixteen. Uh, probably sixteen. Yeah, I I think I, he was the first person to sign one of my songs as my old moniker. Yeah, hey. old moniker. Uh, it was Vincent de France. Vincent so de France. My my uh, mom's maiden name was de France. Um, That's sick. Somehow a Portuguese last name. I think it was de France or something. I don't know the origins, but uh, so I went from, yeah, I went, went for the name Vincent de France. Um, thought it sounded too techno, and I, and I didn't know how to brand it, so I changed <laughs> it up. <laughs> the little but, Italian uh, kid, he was just like, yeah, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. 
<laughs> I needed to move to Europe if that was it. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I don't know how we completely connected, but somehow, you know, God just got this tune signed, and uh, the rest is history. With that, saw each other out a few times. He threw a party up in Portland called Hot Damn. Um, so it came out and played that a few times, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. Been been homies ever since. And now you guys are great friends, man. I want I want to ask more about your question a little bit because a lot of these collaborations. And I asked Binge about it when I interviewed him with Susan on the Hood Politics live stream, and he just says you're not really sure when you guys are freak watch or when you're bit <laughs> and like he's just like I don't know, man. We just morph together. We're interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> we know for sure we're freak watch when we have the orange hats and the Dude. orange jackets. So sick. That live stream was like I like I didn't I didn't connect it right when I started watching it. I was like, wait, this is freaking binge and they look so sick. Cause you guys had the masks on too. Yeah. yeah. Anything except you guys fucking uh, outfits. It was so sick. Yeah, honestly. I I really the production the production on that stream was insane. It made us look like, I don't know, we were <laughs> it made us look dumb. You guys was, look like we, main stage headliners. We were watching it. We're, we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you could say we were freak watching it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we definitely freak watched it. So, but, man. yeah, the, what club yeah. was that at? It's um, uh, Exchange. LA. Exchange, yeah, it's a legendary club, too. Yeah, the old stock exchange. Yes. That's why. Yeah. So, so dope, bro. Very cool. So yeah, man. Since we have so much music cover here, I want to go over a few remixes first. And this <laughs> is obviously for the freak brand. And then we're going to talk originals. And let me just tell yeah. you again how much fun I had running through all of your music, bro. I don't think I skipped one track. And it's <laughs> been like, dude, you know, sometimes when you listen to demos or like tracks, you're like, all right, check out this track. You usually yeah. know within the first five seconds if it's just a good kick and a snare or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you can yeah. tell. You can just tell. And, like, sometimes you get through the track and you're like, all right, like, I don't know about the intro, bro. Like, everything else is good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, that's how I do my a and I skip so fast. And Tony used to be like, oh, wait, wait, go back. Like, bro, like, come on. Like, <laughs> when we do our sessions, I'd be like, dude, I already can tell. Like, he's like, right? all right, all right. That's, that's why we work together. I'm like, yeah, Thank I can tell you. from just, like, skipping through it. I go, I go a little bit of intro, a little bit of breakdown. I'm like, okay, there's cheesy vocal in there or overused vocal from Splice or, you know, the you clap know. is phasing with another clap that they put on, you know, it's like, all right. Hey, man. Yeah. You, you know, we got time for that shit. But my point is that I didn't skip any tracks, bro. Like, you, you oh. do what you're doing. And that's why I wanted to add to you that because I was like, he, he pays attention to all this shit, the detail. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. trying, man. Like you, you have a lot of music theory knowledge, which is so cool. I mean, they're like your buildup and breakdowns are really, really unique. I think it's a huge part of your sound. Your vocal chopping is sick. Um, distortion, like you're, obviously your own vocals makes it unique. But I think what's so cool about your remixes is there's just like a variation of your energy in every single one. Like your originals yeah. tell a story to a certain extent. But your remixes are just gonna like be fucking dope, and that's what I realized. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even I can't even put a genre on some of these. How do you actually decide what songs are remix? I uh, just you know, I'm either driving and something comes on, and I'm like, this would be sick, or I get an idea really fast, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Sometimes I listen to them, I'm like, I don't even know how I made this. To be honest, it was a demon. <laughs> the demon came in. 
I'm like, I'm like, I'll go back and look at the project and like see the intricacies that I I did, and I'm just yeah. like, where did I come up with this? Like, <laughs> oh no, like the Elrad remix, like, oh yeah, I put so much like underlining stuff in there, and like I was like, damn, I I had some good ideas, but um, yeah, I don't know, I just things pop up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to remix these, and a lot earlier in my career, I was making a lot of bootlegs. We're trying to do a little bit more official this, you know, this time around or get stuff actually cleared so that doesn't yeah. have to be remixes. But I still love making bootlegs and Dude, you're a SoundCloud kid at heart, aren't you? Just like me. Yeah. I, uh, uh, that's kind of how I, it took off, too, as I was giving away all these free edits. Yeah. So I feel like I need to keep doing that. That's a great example of that. You get real yeah. things from this shit, man. Like, when yeah. you have tracks you put on SoundCloud that are download gates or whatever you have to support to get the track like yeah sometimes and this goes right back into what i was saying if i'm going through like hyped edit or, or hyped it or whatever it might be demo drop i'm yeah. like willing to go through the five steps to download a track because i'm like yeah. i gotta i gotta have this shit right and that's yeah. when you start to get your name recognized especially in the soundcloud world like over the mm -hmm. course of two three years if you have enough remixes or originals that people download from soundcloud for free your name gets yeah in the right circles without you really having it to do it, which is what's exactly. so special about SoundCloud still versus Spotify, Apple Music, all that shit. I honestly, I mean, if they can pick their, their shit up a little bit, I could see SoundCloud kind of coming back because there's a lot of people putting out like bootlegs mm -hmm. on like Spotify and stuff now. Like everyone's like, screw the, screw, you know, getting stuff resung or cleared. To me, it seems that way. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of underground artists, um, like middle tech guys yeah. and all that shit. Um, so I could see, you know, SoundCloud really coming back with, because of that, um, especially if Spotify cracks down on yeah. copyright. For sure. I mean, <clears throat> as a DJ, I don't, do you still go SoundCloud mining, like when you're looking for new music to play? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Still. Still. So, um yeah, not go on Spotify. It's so I mean, it's kind of hard to navigate anyway. Spotify. Dude, it so. is. I get it, and I like it, and I understand its use, but it's also frustrating because it's a social media platform in and of itself. Like, mm -hmm. dude, as a fucking DJ these days, not only do we got to be a good DJ, not only do we got to be a good producer, we got to be a video editor. We also have to be a social media manager. We got to be a brand yeah. ambassador and an app manager. Every single social media app. Twitter has its own fan base. YouTube is yeah. Now Spotify, I got to figure out, like, dude, I just want to play house music. And we got to be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to do a podcast. And we gotta it's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, damn, I just, I just started, like, my manager's like, you need to get on YouTube. I'm like, damn it. He's like, you need to get TikTok. I'm like, there's so many funny people on TikTok now, too. I can't keep up. I know. It's so intimidating. I, I manage a few artists as well, and, and they have, like, a, and it's an understandable mindset. It's like, Dude, I just make music. Why do I have to like be a YouTube personality at the same time? And it's yeah. just an adapt or die situation, unfortunately. You're a brand now, not just an, an artist or a musician, your whole brand. Yep. You got to look at some guys that are, their music's not even crazy intricate and they're bigger than people that are probably one of the best producers in the world. It's, it's an upside down industry in a lot of ways, but it's, the sad truth yeah and i was just thinking the other day i was like seeing all this stuff kind of happen in the music industry with lineups and everything you kind of 
kind of see people on there that shouldn't be on there. You don't see yeah. people on there that should be on there. Yep. You're just like, this This industry is so kind of ass backwards when it comes to that stuff. It and is, man. And who's who's who and who's not. And yeah. So I know. And, and we're the ones that are like behind the scenes that like know the effort that goes into it. And yeah. we know like how some people get spots. And I do believe when things start to come back more like on a, on a bigger level, we're going to see promoters, festivals, venues, book people who actually are going to sell tickets. So it, mm-hmm. it still kind of is like, how big is your social media following? But it's like, how many people are going to come out of their house, buy a ticket, come see the opener and not just the headliner anymore? Because these places got 13, 14, 15 months of no revenue yeah. to make up. So that's yeah. why I said, like, before we got on, like, you're going to be like, top of the list, bro, because like, you've got real fans that support you. You've got music that you've made that's been supported by the right people your names in all the right hats and i think like for djs out there and producers like you've kind of got a business model bro and, and you know shout yeah. out to the group has done a great job with a lot of other artists but like you're doing everything right from my perspective i oh, appreciate it man thank you not easy it's not easy yeah no it's not that's for sure it's not. especially during these times so i know well props but we're killing we're all doing it so we're all doing that's it, all that man. matters and we're, we're, we're not at, getting buried. We're drinking through it all, too, at least me. <laughs> Perhaps. So I want to ask you about, um, obviously, any song with the, with Freak in it has to be remixed by you, right? It's like your moral. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's probably easy to choose remixes. Yeah, I got, you know, I uh, just remixed uh, Freak a Leak. Yes, Speedy Pop. Trying to get that, trying to keep get that cleared though. Oh, how did you sample that fucking synth? Because that is gonna be so sick. Which one? Oh no, I got the. I had the stem. Oh. Or the just the vocal stem. I'll send oh, it to you. Oh, okay, gotcha. That track yeah. is dope though. So I just used the. I just used the vocal, and then uh, need a freak. Like I need a freak to the morning. Freak. Just did that. Did that one. Trying to get that one cleared too, but. I don't know. We're waiting on those too. The struggle, but and yeah, everything do. that says freak, I'm like, you got to, bro. I know, obligated to. Well, it's so cool. Like, uh, I know binge watch does it too, but like in the beginning of your tracks, like if you're gonna mix it in, you're gonna hear freak, 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 freak on. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, dude, yes. I'll use that every once in a while. Yeah, I love so, it. It's an easy. I'll try to put put that more in my edits than sure. my you know Spotify stuff. But yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, but, thanks. Dude, one of my favorite remixes from you. There's a few. Your Spice Girls wannabe is like so sick. I'm a huge Solardo fan, and you really, yeah. really harness like your inner Solardo there, even if you didn't mean to. Like you sometimes use no, like, not at all. what you're doing. <laughs> that was a note. That's the OG. It track is, bro. Right it's there. got 100K plays on SoundCloud. Like that's awesome. That's people harding and reposting and like it just getting circulated to people that want to hear it. So like, 100k yeah. plays on SoundCloud with like, and you know, we can spot that fake shit from a mile away. Right. 500,000 plays, 200 hearts. That's not real. That's not real. No. But no. you fucking crushed it with this, man. And I love like the synth play on that. How long? That yeah. was 2019, right? That was one of your first ones? That was the very first freak on tune. Wow. That was, I think it was November, December of, when was that? It might have been 18. Yeah. November 18, and then right before the new year. Because then I officially launched in January with Prescription Records on my so, EP. So let's go through that timeline. So you were doing your previous brand, 
why did you decide to stop it? You said it wasn't really, it wasn't just doesn't make sense to make the music. Yeah. Trying to make. Yeah. So yeah, where did the name Freakon no come from? Like you went from techno to driving house, G house, booty, booty, booty music, like you said. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, the Vincent the France brand was kind of all over the place, but I was making like bass house kind of, mm-hmm. um, and like more electro. And then I uh, I put out a remix of Borgor's. Oh, I forgot what tune. What tune is that? I don't know. If you mind. Oh, the sauce on the salad, and so I put out a <laughs> yeah a tech house remix of that as Vince and the fans, and it went off. And I was yeah. like, dude, and I loved tech house and house at the time. And I was like, damn, I like kind of want to start, you know, switching my sound up to like you know more driving tech house. Mm-hmm. Elect- electro and bass house was just getting too much for me, anyways. I was kind of getting bored of it, and it'd been around for a while, and. uh I kind of wanted to just groove in clubs, and every time I was at a tech house stage at a festival, I was just so I was like, "Dance, not yeah. jump." So you can only jump for yeah. something, right? Yeah, exactly. I was moving away from the main stage, going to the, you know, <laughs> the the tech house stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We all do eventually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just sitting on the couch one day. I was trying to brainstorm, and Freakon just popped into my head, and I couldn't get it out of my head. And Tony's like, "Well, let's not pick a name yet." Like. <laughs> think about it a little bit longer and i was like dude i can't get this out of my head like i think this is it <laughs> so yeah. i don't know how why it came to me just popped into my head looked it up nobody was named freak on so i love it it like yeah. encapsulate your energy your brand like freak mode bro yeah sick thank you i have a stick yeah that that song kind of you know took off on its own too which surprised me i went back and had a look at the plays I was like damn it's actually getting kind of a lot of plays on spotify it didn't it didn't get into edit, any editorials and not many playlists so i was pretty stoked on that one to see That's it awesome. like build organic organically a lot of people uh liked it for like workout vids and stuff you know there you go those uh those uh crossfit homies going freak mode <laughs> shout out to the crossfit people going freak mode so <laughs> that's yeah. awesome bro. so when yeah. did you actually like meet dr fresh then i met him 2015 spring break lake havasu wow <laughs> he was djing yeah. for the swat it was called swat at the time i don't know what it's called anymore but rock stars like college party Mm-hmm. It's like a destination party called SWAT. Mm-hmm. And he was DJing and he had played previously in Portland. And one of my friends um, in college from my fraternity, his brother knew him. Um, he was like, dude, you got to meet this guy. He's, he's a DJ. He's going to be at the party you're going to. He was in the same fraternity as you. I think you guys would get along. You guys are both crazy. Awesome. <laughs> crazy partiers. Uh, <laughs> so we connected on Facebook. I was like, bro, I'm going to be in, you know, Havasu, let's connect. And he's, he was such a nice dude. He's like, yeah, for sure, let's do it. And, uh, you know, showed up and hung out and just kicked it all weekend and got along. And then he'd come back to Portland, at, like, every so often. And I would always uh, go hang out with them and, you know, just shoot the shit. And we be, I started to become good friends. Wow. So then, uh, yeah, the rest is history from there. And you helped him build the prescription in 2017, 2018? Uh, so 2018, 19... We kind of just he he wanted me to help with A and R, and then our other friend Bennett was going to be like the label manager. We kind of ended up doing both. Um, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was another, like another reason I moved out. But 
Um, yeah, so we launched the prescription. It was his his baby, his dream to have that label. Um, so it was stoked to be a part of that. And we threw like one of the best best like parties I've ever been to for our opening party. Small club, like 150 cap. Oh, I think man. they put they pushed it for us. It might have even been like 120 cap something. Yeah. But line down the street, it was super oh. cool. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. Every, you know, it was kind of boiler room style. Yeah. Close to the crowd in the front, crowd in the back, all the homies in the back. Wow. All of us going crazy, you know. Yeah. All, all of his friends showed up, so there were some big names there. Um, Damn. I brought my, my friend Kalina, you know Kalina, the vocalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, she crushed it on the mic. People were going crazy. It was so <laughs> much fun. Uh, so yeah, we 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 uh we kind of got the prescription off, you know, off to a good start, and it had its it had its run before its its demise, and then he he started to hit house call, and uh, he's kind of you know taking that on himself right now. So really, so he has not, so much time. Is it under Insomniac or anything? It's under Insomniac still, yeah. They had to rebrand and everything for some right. legal reasons, um, unfortunately. So why? Uh, didn't even make sense, honestly. I don't know. They wouldn't have won the lawsuit. They just had too much money. So we were just like, all right. Yeah. Whatever. How's yeah. cool, though? Yeah, I think, you know, blessing in disguise for him, too. He's taken a huge approach, like hands-on approach on it. Prescription, he was a little bit more, you know, really busy. So it was a little more hands-off. We kind of like you know, helped him out with all the small stuff. And he was just like the yes man for tracks and getting stuff booked for shows and all that. Yeah. Um, and all of his connections, of course. Yeah. Um, but House Call, you know, he's had this this time to over-quarantine to really build a fan base with that as well, with his Discord and his with his Twitch and take a more, you know, hands-on approach with A&R. He, he listens to probably every song that he gets in his inbox. Wow. So Damn. he does you know, the, the demos and listens to demos and makes the unreleased mixes where he puts, like, you know, people on a little bit. So I'm stoked to see that for him. He's, you know, take off and all that. So He's the man. He's, he's yeah. in, uh, in house music that I have, like, a, a like profound amount of respect for because – He's actually someone who's done a really cool thing with his personal brand. Like, yeah, you follow Dr. Fresh, you're going to figure out who he is pretty quickly. You know, oh, yeah. Not some, like, cool DJ posting, like, pictures without him smiling and shit. Like, no, that no. shit's out the fucking he door. Like, he is he doesn't is. give a, a fuck. He just, you know, it's him. And he he's out there to, you know, show, show the world. Like, I'm big, crazy DJ that's happy as hell. Yeah, he so. might dye his hair pink. He might smoke a fucking fat <laughs> blunt. And like, you never know. And he, <laughs> he probably never knows either. No, no. That's awesome. So, Very yeah. cool. Yeah, well, he, he's done a great thing. Chicago loves him, too. I'm, I know he knows that. He's got, yeah. a, he's got a really big fan base here. So He yeah. loves Chicago. So he's, <laughs> we got to get you to Chicago, man. Yeah. Well, there was a big club out there that he played right before quarantine, I believe, right? Um, like, Soundbar, maybe? Maybe. I remember it being, like, pretty big, though. Maybe I'm thinking of somewhere else. I don't know. I thought it was in Chicago. He's done a lot of, like, you have- shows here that I do, actually. Like, some, like... Yeah. Like... Underground. Yeah, like, 
it feels like we're underground sort of but like it's okay. like a grimy venue type thing but like nobody gives yeah. a fuck like we're all drinking fucking bud light blue cans and throwing them up in the air and shit, you know what i mean just like that's the best type of party dude the best type of party man so. i'd rather play that than any big club any day i don't like being set back from the crowd like, i like being involved super far. yeah, yeah. And, dude, and it's more fun for everybody yeah there's that personal connection but shout out to dr freshman um yeah so I want to talk about some of your originals because 2019, 2018, 2019, you're just like putting shit out, bro. Like remixes. Yeah. Like you're just firing on all cylinders. Before I ask yeah. you about the originals, were those always kind of in the pipeline or were you kind of just getting inspired with remixes and then making originals at the same time? How did you decide to finally release an original? Um, yeah, it was kind of the same time. Uh, 2018 was kind of a building year for okay. music. And in 2019, I just was so inspired. It was a great year for music yeah. and shows and everything. And I was just pumping out tracks left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think my first official release was on the prescription as an EP. Mm-hmm. I can't like quite remember. Freak Like This. I think it's either that or D&D. Can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was, it was Freak Like This, though. Maybe Poison um, on Pinnacle? Maybe Poison on Pinnacle. Oh, that might have been the first one, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, and that was a little... Chaos, bro, that was like... that was Yeah, like, that was my older up. style. So yeah. that was kind of... I've been sitting on that one for a while. Okay. Kind of thing. I figured. Same with one of my D&D releases, uh, Dirty Dance. Dirty Cash. Yeah, Dirty Cash. The second song, Dirty Dance, was a little bit my older style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash, cash Out was starting the bridge with my own vocals and talking about booties and... You're still thinking about booties, though. <laughs> still thinking about booties. Did so. you make those two EPs at the same time, though? Freak like this and Dirty Cash, because you're really coming into your own. Like when I listen to those, like those are like really well put together EPs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the second track on Freak like this was, you know, more basic, like bass house. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, I was navigating. Yeah, so I was really like to make you know music with. I was still really into like you know trying to get a night bass at the time too and all that. I was really inspired by their record label. Love night bass. So you know, still kind of had that sound going as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, freak well like this is still kind of one of one of my favorite tunes to play. It still goes off. So yeah, and how many people know it? Because it was one of my first you know, tunes, so that's awesome. Nothing better than yeah. dropping an old track of yours or like a track that nobody else knows, even if it is yours. People going, yeah, you, right. It's just such a special yeah. thing. Like, yeah, so it's awesome. I love those, man. Now I, we got to talk about hood politics real quick. You've done a lot with hood politics. Yeah. Um, shout out to the hood poly guys, man. Your uh, your nitrous EP and honorable mention of the DJ DJ Susan remix on there too. Mm-hmm. He crushed it for sure. He did. He did. Great, great. I love the DP though, bro, because if we talk about what we've been talking about, even with some of your remixes, you didn't really release anything like this. And this, like, to me, is kind of how you describe your sound. Like, this is driving party tech house. Like, this yeah. he is like energetic as fuck, dude. Like, there's no like, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? Like, some of your G house is like, I can rock back. No, I'm like trying to get closer and closer. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about this. Yeah. I, I was at, up in Oregon actually and I wrote nitrous just on my headphones chilling but 
this funny story about that as I was recording my friend do whippets. <laughs> no and shit. That's that's how I got the vocals and the sounds in it. Oh my he goes, god. He goes, Am I tripping right now? He yeah. Goes, oh no, it's just the nitrous. Yes. And so that was on my iPhone and I threw it into that song and I was just about to ask you. That was incredible. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I don't know how I wrote that song either. It was a pretty <laughs> wild one. All the sounds that were... Shout yeah. out to your homie. Took one for the team. Well, he probably he did. Oh, but yeah, that was all. He was so he was so stoked on it too. He's like, <laughs> "When's night just coming out? When's night just coming out?" <laughs> so. It's so sick, man. But um, yeah, I, I really love that. Like that sound for you. That's that's yeah. like kind of my guilty pleasure, honestly. Like, yeah, same. Driving. Party. Yeah, right back. I just I was like, "Can I just create the one of the biggest builds ever <laughs> right off the bat?" Dude, I got up out of my chair. <laughs> I did. Like, I was at my desk trying to work, and I was listening to that song, and I was like, oh, I got to stand up. <laughs> yeah. We're like, bigger. Make it bigger. Yeah, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I kind of came to the realization. I was like, because in tech house and house, right, like, it's pretty cut and dry when you talk about, like, the formula. You've got a bass yeah. line, You've got percussion. You've got vocals. And you've got whatever low end and however you're going to go about the track right so we're all kind of working with like this structure when you're making yeah. tracks like how do you try and be unique with my vocals and you know you know chops in between stuff that you wouldn't like assume would be happening mm-hmm. i did the you know all those those tricks where it was like the mid 16 bar small break back into yeah. a 16 bar so mm-hmm. you know it does i don't really follow that like uh it's like can throw a DJ off, but I don't really care. It's like what I like to do. So as long as they know that it breaks down for, they're not looping and like their 32 comes off or something. Figure it out. It's a good track. Yeah. So I don't know. Just small, intricate things. It's hard though. It's you hard know what not I mean, to, though? It's like, how, yeah. especially for people that are outside of house music. First off, you probably got to go to a live house show to really understand it. Like, if I yeah. even try to play it on a speaker for someone, let alone these live streams, people are like, dude, we've got a great house DJ on. All they hear is a fucking hi-hat and a repeated vocal, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you try and pr- bring people in and you're like, you got to check this out, they're just yeah. like, it all sounds the same. And like, even though to us it doesn't, that's where the difficulty comes in with trying to like build a bigger audience that's not so like, I'm obsessed with tech house. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's why I try to do unique vocals. Because it is really hard to just branch out from, you know, formulated house music. There's not not too much you can do unless you're changing the genre or creating a new genre somehow. Yeah, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but it's it's been really cool to see, like, people like you, everybody in the hood, politics roster, of course, binge watch, Gallo especially, man. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys are, like going outside the box not playing by the rules but like we're still really getting that like four on the floor type energy and i think that's yeah yeah we like to you know keep it recognizable but at the same time make it fun there you go a little bit more exciting that was it keep it recognizable but make it fun that's what you're doing yeah yeah exactly you didn't even know that you were doing it (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) that's all right talk about funny talk about funny stuff i don't know yeah there you go Bring a little bit of comedy into it as well, you know? Absolutely. So, goofy brand. Yep. Like Have you ever heard of like Rich Diets before? Yeah. Yeah. I asked them. I, met, I, think, I believe I met them too. Yeah. Where are they from again? Jersey. But they live in Florida. Jersey. 
Uh, one of them lived there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I met them. Uh, met them at one, one festival. It might have been home base. Yeah. One of them. I'm not sure. But they yeah, I've, talked to them. I've talked to them a few times. Yeah. You got to. You got to be original. And that's when you have fun with this shit, bro. That's how you have longevity in this industry. Like if you, yeah. what everybody else is doing, maybe you'll have success quicker because it's trending. But like, you got to make sure what you're doing in the studio is like fun for you. Plain, mm -hmm. simple. Are you enjoying <laughs> the process? Whether or not people are going to have their opinions. You could objectively yeah. make the best track of all time from a technical perspective. But yeah. like, if that doesn't matter and you're like, fuck this shit, you're not going to last long. Mm -mm. We made a commitment to get into this industry because yeah. we love the process and the rewards yeah. are getting the shows and having friendships and stuff. Some people go the other way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's when you just got, you got to be happy. That's all, you know, that's when the juices flow. Absolutely, bro. Love it. Now we got to talk about write sad boy music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we happy boy and sad boy. <laughs> So I want to bring up I want to bring up Binge again and your guys' collaborations. Yeah. Um, so you got you guys have had three collaborations. Yeah, we've had. I'm on medium rare. Yeah, two on medium rare, and then um, that might be. Uh, on uh, sink or swim, right? So, yeah, sink or swim. Sorry, so much, we've we've done so much stuff together. I'm like, we have, we still have a, we still have a ton of like unreleased stuff too. Oh my so, god! Yeah, so be lover, be lover on secret swim, lock and drop on uh, medium rare, and like that on medium rare. Dude, be your lover. This is such a special sound. I think it's pretty cutting yeah. edge because yeah. and I asked I asked Binge about this. Like you've got new desk, new disco. You've got tech. You've got driving. You've got party. Like yeah. it, it does it all. And like yeah, that's exactly what I was just saying. Like. You guys are having fun. You're not playing by the fucking rules. And it came out mm -hmm. as such a great track. And it was kind of left field for Sink or Swim, too. You know what I mean? A traditional yeah. tech house label. So it's yeah. just like what you said with Noisy. Like, these producers know that, like, it's good to, like, be diverse with your releases. And as a producer, were you thinking, like, this is different for us, but I'm enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, we were in the in the studio dancing to it. Like, there you Whoa. go. <laughs> like it was groovy. We were really getting into funk and disco at the time, and like, let's just you know pick some sounds that are similar and make a song with it. So, um, found some little guitar riff samples and mm -hmm. some strings and a and a funky vocal, um, and. Uh, kind of went with it and made it party tech as well at the drop. But then we had that, you know, that baseline that's very, Dude. a lot of movement in it. So the little, you know, pretty dynamic tune. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't drop it during a time where we could play in the club because it's more of a club banger, but it's still well, a fun it one. It the line, what we were talking about. I think it's streamable yeah. and playable. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we got in an editorial. We didn't get in an editorial, unfortunately, which would have helped. But See, we still, you know, still, Spotify. yeah, Spotify still got some love on it. So I love. I was stoked. It. Yeah. I love it. You got one fan right here. Hell yeah! Thank you. <laughs> so we just we just touched on some of the most important, not even necessarily like the best streaming wise or success 
do any of these tracks mean the most to you regardless of how many plays they've gotten or who supported it or whatever it might be? Um, honestly, I, I think like this, just because it was my first like real EP that Mm -hmm. came out Mm -hmm. and it was the first time I put my vocals on the track. I I was sitting there like, this is missing something. I don't know what to do with it. I might just like put it away for a while. And I, I looked at my microphone and I was like, let me just try something out. And I was listening and recording stuff and just recorded, can you move it like this? Can you yeah. move it like that? Yeah. And, and it was like, it fit. And I was like, damn, this is the track. Like, I'm just going to chop the vocals in there. And it made the, you know, it made me like realize I can use my voice for a lot more than just blabbing my mouth <laughs> to be talking. So, yeah. I was like, that was, that was my oh shit moment. And, uh, kind of helped, um, kind of helped with pushing my brand forward in the direction that I, you know, I had an idea like, okay, yeah. I want to go this way with it. Start to use my own vocals. So every time I had a song where I was like, I don't know what to do with the song, but all right, it needs a vocal. Like cash out, cash out felt empty, and I was like, yep, let me write some lyrics. Yeah, and I was like, and then I had a picture in my mind like, where would I want this to be played most? And I was like, scoop. Yeah, <laughs> make this play to the strip club, and it actually did. Like I'd give my friends, like, dude, your song's getting played in the strip club. <laughs> so fuck yes. If you bring the ass out, I bring my cash out. It's kind of like you know. Yeah, um, I had some friends that you know, like I I danced to your song, so I was like, cool, we got that one out of the way. <laughs> Niche market acquired. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's all about marketing to um, your audience, man. Yeah, and then uh, let's see. About Some of my remixes, Vitamin A was an interesting one for me. I was more of like I, I, I got a lot of love for Pizza Slime. I have like way too many of their shirts, and they're not even wearable in public for the most part. But. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, uh, it was kind of just like I was homies with with uh, you know. Aristotle, Blake Weber, and Maddie, you know, you know double there doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And he came to me with this idea, and I was like, this is hilarious. Let's do it. And I kind of helped, you know, produce the beat and get it going for them. And we kind of we collabed on it as well. And uh, the rest is history. We're going to shoot a music video and all that. And, you know, it's not really my brand in a sense of the style. Yeah. Um, in the style of vocal. But it was still like a fun thing to do, even though I'm like, yeah, you know, it's on my Spotify, my top five, and I'd rather have other songs on there that you know are more my style. It's still like it was a hilarious thing. I got to shoot a music video with them, and it was just like you know a good experience. Would you so, say it's uh, any publicity is good publicity type moment, Vinny? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, we put it out right before Corona started, so maybe that was our fault for making people eat ass. I don't know. <laughs> Eating ass but, is not COVID friendly. No, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I guess not. I think Blame COVID stemmed from a bat's ass. So yeah, maybe that doesn't make much sense. Jeez. Yeah, I mean it was supposed to it was supposed to kind of go off. Diplo put in a few of his his playlists. So we thought it was gonna be like a you know funny festival banger. Um but it's, that didn't happen. It sounds really good. Like yeah. Yeah. again like objectively like from a sound design perspective like it's really good yeah. and like ass is like very pronounced like you could really <laughs> hear it 
Uh, it's always good to throw a little bit of, you know, I'm not super serious in my project. I love that, man. What about one of your remixes, though? Which one's your favorite? Um, Spice Girls, honestly, probably mm-hmm. was one of my favorite ones just because it was the first one to go off. I really liked my um, freak edit for Susan. Yep, dude. That one, that one with the synth. Dude. Uh, I gave that I give that track a 50 out of 10, bro. And I really mean that. Like Thanks. I texted that to the guys yesterday. And I, go, I never heard this. I need to get yourself. Oh, really? I'm in a group text with fucking Gallo and Nutty and more than friends and Susan. And I texted them a picture and I go, interviewing Freak tomorrow. Never heard this track. I give it a 50 out of 10. Ask Gallo. For real. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's also, fire, yeah. dude. It's so Thanks, fire. Man. Yeah, that that synth was um I don't know how I designed it, to be honest. It's three different scents, or four different layered. Damn. And I just, just kind of, just, I don't know. I used a similar one in my uh, in my first track. Okay, so my first track out on uh, Prescription actually was, sorry, it wasn't like this. It was on the, on the, um, the Remedy Volume mm-hmm. 1. It's called right. Rock'em. Yes. So I used a similar synth in Rock'em. And then I kind of, you know, edited it and put it into um, into the Freak remix. Used a little bit of modulation to get it to go. And I was like, okay, cool. It slaps. Yeah. So that that track is one of my favorite remixes. And then I would say probably, I really like Broken Future in general. Their music is super dope. Yeah, um, so it was really easy to remix their song Street Profit, but that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite as well. And uh, um, probably Elrad. Yeah. Just a bit. Like it goes off. It goes so, off. Yeah. That's like it. When I saw like Tony play it. EDM. Oh, dude, that video. I, I wanted to bring that up. That video of you getting on his back is like. <laughs> funniest fucking thing it's so awesome though to see the crowd's reaction it comes it's out like mixing color. as i'm like on top dude it's so cool and like i love how you did that like style with that track and i like here at least you know what i'm saying when i say open format house you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and that's how i've gotten people to kind of get into the house world like if i played straight instrumental tech house all night i don't think people who yeah, didn't like house music originally are gonna be into it but if you throw in these mashups, these edits, these layered vocals and stuff, you can kind of usher them into the dark world. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. I, you know, and it was like a, kind of a shout out to my old electro days. Shout out to Knife Party, and I was like, I kind of wanted to, you know, cross cross the line with the EDM crowd, even though I wanted to be a little more underground. I was like, I want to give Tony something to play to for my music. Um, even though he could probably play any of our music, just he's so supportive and loves it. Yeah. Uh, loves to put us on like that. But I was like, how how can this be a festival banger? And I was like, everyone knows El Rad. Like I hope El- everyone knows. Everybody El Rad. knows, yeah. Um, so no one really knows what's happening. I I kept it pretty original in the breakdown. So true. And then they kind of filter it out and have that bass. And I give them I give them the fake drum. It was like, what? 
it's so sick that i when i when that first came out immediately added to the usb and dj to dj that's the highest form of a compliment isn't it it is it is it is (laughs) straight straight from the cloud to the usb straight from the cloud to the bangers only playlist yep (laughs) Yep. i might plug in peak hour yeah peak hour bang bangs yep (laughs) so hopefully one day i'll be able to play that at a festival so Definitely. Definitely you will, bro. It's awesome. So it's obvious, like, throughout both of your brands, you've grown so much as a producer. From, like, a producer's standpoint, a producer's viewpoint, there's a lot of young guys that watch the show, young guys and girls. They're always wanting to know, like, what are some shortcuts you've learned or what's changed for you in the studio from, like, a maturity perspective? Is there anything you do differently or that you hone in on more or that you don't focus on? That sort of stuff. Um. So it was pretty much streamlining the process. So I would say make a template that's nice and clean, mm-hmm. has like your basic uh, EQs and their limiters on everything. Okay. Uh, just so when you're writing, you make sure that your you know your clips aren't clipping and you can EQ something really fast. So make a template um, that really helped. And then what I do is I, I do the drums first just to get the groove. It's really easy to write a bass on around a really groovy you know, so drum pattern for, for myself. Or if, like you get a drum pattern in there and then you have vocals and you're like, oh, I could write a bass line to match these. Um, and I really like to map out the song just so I like, you know, I have my intro, breakdown, drop, another break, drop. however I'm going to structure the song. Mm-hmm. I'll pretty much build that out first and then I'll start to, you know, really fill it in. And that's what's really helped me streamline the process and get the creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I feel like I get stuck in a loop where I just like don't know where I'm going with it. Yeah. It's nice to have a storyline kind of mapped and then you just kind of fill it in. Yeah, I know. It's so hard. Like I totally agree with you. And when I first started producing, I thought you just go into the studio and something comes to you. That's why. Yeah. And everyone's always like, you don't, don't force creativity. And it's like, yeah, don't force creativity, but like give yourself a crutch if you need to get going, man. Like exactly, exactly. Doesn't have to be so difficult. No, no. And uh, I've noticed happy accidents always happen too when you're not feeling, you know, productive. You accidentally move a baseline barely, you know, mm-hmm. half a mark, and all of a sudden it changes the whole song. Goes, oh shit! This is like <laughs> it's working now. So that's happened. That's happened a few times with you know my music and baselines. So it, the happy accidents are always. It's the the dance music gods giving you a little nudge to keep writing. That's right. That's Don't be that's, discouraged. <laughs> that's the double edged sword about music production. Is like you move something a half a note to the left, and you're like, "Fuck, where where did that go? What happened there? I can't find it." Yeah. Like, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. <laughs> Save that shit right fucking now. <laughs> yep. Version two. Version yep. two. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome, bro. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. At the end of the day, I don't really know where it comes from. Like I said, I feel like it just happens. Um, so don't try and get down on yourself or force yourself too much. But you know, have fun with it. Yeah, man. Amen to that, bro. Yeah. End of that. So with all, all of your success and releasing music, you played some awesome shows. I know the last year has obviously been non-existent for that, but what's been some of yeah. your favorite shows and what's like a freak on set like for those that haven't seen you before? 
pretty wild, pretty freaky. Oh, you think? I, uh, <laughs> I, like, I like to have a dynamic set. I put a lot of hip hop influence into it. Okay. Um, just to, you know, change it up, make it dancey. Um, one of my favorite shows was the Life is Beautiful show that I played. Um, I forgot what the stage was called, but it was at this. You know, have you been to Life is Beautiful? No, but I think I saw in it. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard so all about it. They they pretty much closed down like like I don't even know how many city blocks, but it, it looks like a movie set because it's real streets and real stores and real motels, but they're all closed and it's like fenced off and surrounded. Yeah. So all these businesses are closed. Some are open. Some restaurants are open. What? Our stage was at a motel, which was like cool. It was like an L-shaped motel and you looked out and uh, it was just really dope. I don't know how to explain it, but um, that set like the Truman was just, Show or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. And uh, my, my homie Orlando, who has an event company out there, um, I'm blanking on the name right now of the event company, but uh, he he had a stage collective zoo. Yeah. So he booked me, Morelia, uh, Masteria, who else? Born Dirty. Nice. I forgot who else was on that stage for that day, but it was just like you know there was up there was a balcony up top, there was people down below in the pit, all on the sides. It was kind of a bowl. And just the energy was there. So much fun. So oh, that was, that was my the, favorite. I think that was the picture I saw. That looked yeah. so sick. Yeah. So it was like all red. The picture yes. kind of like, yeah, red lights. Um, and then the other one was the EDC art car. For some reason, like we had Woo! all the homies on there. It was shaking back and forth. People were like stopping on their way to other sets. Um, we were playing. I was just dropping all these tech house, like really, really party tech bangers for that set. Yeah. Nonstop. Like there was no breaks. Um, so that, <laughs> that, that one was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, we were just going the whole time. It was day three. I had to keep the energy high or else you know, we'd be falling asleep. So that was another one that was, you know, a blast to play. So cool, man. Yeah. Well, I look forward to the day I can see you live. We'll make that happen as soon as possible. Fingers crossed. It will happen. We got put into the universe. We just, you know, it depends on when, when and where. But I'm use everything. Stay yep. vigilant, my friend. I'm right there with you, man. I miss DJing a lot too. We'll we'll be back. We will. We will. Yeah, we will. We will. So, Vinny, I got a I got a, a personal question I want to ask you, and um, it's something that I think a lot of people have been dealing with, of course, over the past year. We have all had a lot of reasons to quit. You did a rebrand. Have you had a moment where you wanted to quit, where you wanted to stop? And if so, how did you get through that? Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, you just kind of get down on yourself. I don't know if this is probably every producer, but you start yeah. to compare, you start to look at other people's success, you start to listen. You know, sometimes you listen to your own songs and you're like, damn, this music sucks. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very manic up and down with you know especially for myself I'm like yeah this music sucks and i'm like okay it's not that bad and like, <laughs> everyone's on their own everyone's on their own path like you know comparing like is it even worth it you know i left this do that but then you know you go to shows you meet the people that you didn't think were even there for you these fans you've never met didn't know you had like okay like people actually listen to your music or you, you get videos of people playing it out. Yeah. That's what really like 
pushes me because for the most part, I make music for myself, of course, but I make music to like give joy to other people too. And that's my favorite part is seeing people like, you know, have fun and it, it affect their life. So when I see that, that's what really starts to like make, make me like get back into it. Like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, this is what I'm meant to be doing and it's making me happy. But yeah, there's always times where it is, you know, it feels stale. You're like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> really easy to get down um, yourself. Yeah, especially during these times when not a lot is happening. But we'll see when when if when a lot is happening. That's another story. Some people get burned out doing that too. Yeah, when too much so, is good, right? Yeah. So you just got to find your happy medium, moderation, yeah. and uh, stay stay positive. Don't you know don't compare to you know everyone's gonna do it so you can't say don't compare at all but like try not to compare too much to other people's success because some people just you know it happens for them even if they're even if they don't make their own music or they're just a dj sometimes they just pop off it could be their personality it could be their branding it could be their team you never know what yeah yeah connections you never know so it's not it's not that you're not doing what someone's like or you're doing something wrong it's just you know some people get opportunities quicker than you but you know one day you're gonna get that same connection or opportunity if you just keep working hard and staying you know humble yeah i agree it's sometimes comparing is fine when you do it in the right mindset to try and learn from those who are having success but when comparing becomes jealousy when it can really really turn your heart black Know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And then you See get that all the time, bro. We all probably have you probably have DJ friends that are like, bro, how's this guy making it? I can't fucking believe that I did this, I did that. I'm like, you're wasting your energy asking these questions. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've been guilty of that in the past oh, as well. Name. But it, it gets you it gets you jaded and then you don't even it, it's negative energy that stops you from even, you know, producing positive, good music. <laughs> You kind of just you start worrying about other people you're not worrying about yourself and your project yeah i agree i agree but it's been so cool to see house music specifically how it how it's grown so much especially in the u.s over the past couple yeah. years um yeah. even with covid like <clears throat> we have people to thank like for better for worse fisher and and mm-hmm. some people like chami and mala who have really like bridged that gap like i always use this example of my brother in college right he's three years younger than me and when he was 20 21 years old he got so into Mala and Chami. And this is someone who never really liked electronic music. This guy was like, I only listen to Drake. And I'm like, bro, there's yeah. nothing out there. But he started yeah. listening to this shit because like it was different and it was cool and it was unique. And then that whole, you know, Gen Z and, and us millennials, we kind of combined on this level of music. And now yeah. we're getting older. And you mentioned it earlier, these festivals, only for so long can you jump. Can we go to mm-hmm. these three, four day weekend festivals where I'm raging all day? Maybe mm-hmm. when I was 22 years old, I could do that shit. Yeah, I yeah. Physically do that anymore, bro. But you're damn right. I can dance all weekend and not fucking headbang. And I think that's been so cool, at least for me to see. I don't know if you agree with this, but I think that's why house music has been really rising. It's never stopped, right? It's always mm-hmm. been like this worldwide, but especially in the U.S. But, yeah. Um, and my question to you is like, where do you think house is now? Where do you think it's going to be in the next couple of years? Uh, I see it moving a little bit more minimal. Party Tech had its its course. Yeah. <clears throat> the big sense, the big Fisher sound. Um, yeah. I, see, I see it moving a little bit more minimal, a little bit more 
Euro. I, I, you know, U.S. is always kind of behind the European yeah. homies, and they're doing a lot of just chugging constant, you know, dancey vibes, but not not huge builds, not huge drops. It's mm-hmm. just in your face bass and kick. Yeah. Um, with some, you know, some cool vocals, and you know, really, really driving percussion. I don't even know how some of them produce that mid. I don't know what would you call it. Just, just the mids and their percussions, just yeah. m- the movement there keeps the song from being stale. Like, yeah, we, we make fun of it. Like, That's what it does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, even ve- like even stripped back stuff like Clooney or Night Funk, that even is just like because it's so minimal, but like there's no real big build when it drops. You're just like, yeah, it's done well. Yeah, so, for sure. I agree. Yeah. When you leave but, uh, the room too, because like Party Tech House is so big, baseline driven, right? Yeah. yeah and huge sense and it's like a lot of low end coming at you. So it's like, yeah. And that's why so many people, we talk about it all the time in Chicago because Bass House and Dubstep is so really big in Chicago, even though Chicago's the home of house music. Right. It just has history here, but it's growing in the right ways in Chicago a lot mm-hmm. more now. Um, but we're all kind of like worried. And I, I think you've heard of return of the jaded. He just released on hood folly, right? Yeah. We had a conversation with him and worried isn't the right word, but like, where is party tech going? It's just becoming base house with some tech yeah. elements. Yeah. I thought the whole goal was to not be base house with this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm for it. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm kind of with my new, with my new release coming out. It was, uh, it, you know, it's an older one, so it's taken a while to get signed. But uh, it's a little bit more my earlier freak on sound. But it is a little bit more. It's more bass house with party tech than it is party tech and you know, with tech house. So um, I but think it might be even. Like that, that's yeah. now, and this is what you made. So it's not like you're like yeah. – you're still doing your thing, bro. You know, like yeah, it's chuggy. It's chuggy. It's just not like you know proper tech. Yeah. So, but it has that party house element the, at the drop, the big sin. Um, but you know, it still it still works. Yeah, original vocals, which is cycle you know, that. Let's talk about yeah. it. coming out on house call. We mentioned Doctor Fresh is record label. Awesome. Yeah, April ninth. Soon, when this episode is out, it'll be coming out. Uh, what date again? April 9th. Perfect timing, man. When's this drop? Go pre-order that shit next Wednesday. All right, yeah. Go pre-order that shit, y'all. Go pre-order it, (laughs) pre-save. Go to my page. I'm sure I'll have the links up by then. So go on Instagram or you can find it there. You can go to Beatport and listen to the preview if you want already, too. So I have a few times. Thank God I got the radio edit. Now I can listen at my video. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What the Um, hell was that? They just they just stepped on those rubber chickens. on my face <laughs> wow love that that was a good guest appearance right there talk about recycle that yeah thanks young binge <laughs> oh he's on his way to recycle that right now yeah Sponsor. there you go go gala <laughs> that's good yeah. all right there it is Jeez. don't don't forget that you can't recycle junk so take it out of the uh, bag people 
Yeah, it's not always bad to have junk in your trunk. Sometimes not being able to recycle that is a good thing. Wow, new lyrics right there. Uh, I mean, that's part of the you know part of the lyrics kind of. So go. it says, says Shorty got a big booty. Yeah, that ass is fat. She shake that junk around. You know you can't recycle that. Ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> a little bit a little bit crude. Sorry, mom. She's always like, "Are you gonna write music that has nice lyrics?" Like sometimes so she was happy to see you okay that's good yeah yeah but <laughs> that was for mom uh, she she knew i had a new song coming out she says does it say anything nice like your last one i go nah no nah, it's not really nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry just plug your ears it wouldn't do well in preschools if that's what you're asking mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's pg-13 for Stop. sure What's what's up after that, bro? What can we expect this year, music wise? Obviously, we hope shows get back into the, the thick of things. But what's yeah? What I'm gonna have another one out on um, on uh, shoot, I can't even think right now. Sink or swim. Yes. So got got another one out on sink or swim. That's more of like a strip back club banger. Okay. Very very dark. Um, All right. And then I got an EP on solo Toko coming out. Stoked on that yes! one. Yeah. Awesome. So that's in the summertime. We're looking at uh we're looking at so this ain't Bristol got bought out by Defected. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so they're launching their label. Yes. Um with like Kyle Watson or something. I don't know. So yeah. I might have a single coming out with them uh midsummer, which is interesting. It's an interesting topic. Huh? Is it still going to be called the same Bristol? I think so, but they're going to do like a whole like, you know, PR talk about it, what happened, and you know, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of what kind of like they want the music and uh, one of the guys from Defect. What? It's a great label. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that they were kind of you know affiliated with that, but yeah, what are you going to do? Um, I felt, you know, Maximano, it was his label, you know, you know, I felt bad for him. He had a good thing going. Unfortunately, someone else brought him down. So I think they're trying to do a whole like pre-R revamp because there was still, there was pretty hardcore fans that, you know, were sad to see it go. Um, it's going to be a, a talk, a, you know, a subject that's talked about. And if it's not a look, then we won't do it. But that's another, you know, another thing to talk uh, for the future yeah. so that's maybe in the pipeline um and then we're just trying to get other stuff signed we have gallo and i just got uh, a listen from a pretty big label in the uk for one of our songs they're gonna see if they can clear it i don't know if i i don't know if i, if I can say it or not but it's a big label in, in the, <laughs> based, out, based out of the the uk yeah um two homies real <laughs> uk djs um, <laughs> You can, I don't know, people might be able to guess. Yep. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and then we're just kind of building out for 2021, too. I, I think I'm going to have another EP on Solo Toko. They already signed another one for next year, too. Fuck which yeah, is bro. crazy. Yeah. Um, so out. I was like, and some of the music I wrote a while ago. So I was like, damn, this actually got signed. Um, I can't remember what else is happening in the summer, but there's stuff happening in the summer. It's okay. And, and, uh, and fall. 
So uh, a few, few, a few remixes here and there. I'm gonna say, um, get back to the SoundCloud community. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have this song, the remix of Poison that I made. It got denied clearance, so thinking it's. Uh, I'm gonna save it for festival season and get it kind of hyped, and then drop it for free on SoundCloud. Because it's one of my favorite songs that I've made, and unfortunately I can't put it out officially. So I gotta wait for I gotta wait for the you know the kind of the time to pass because they're probably you know on the lookout for it now since we got we put it in for clearance and they said no. <laughs> Damn it! That's like getting it's hard, hard, man. But your ticket's fake, and you're trying to hop the fence right away. I get you. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get like all the riders to be on board, and sometimes they have like twelve people. It's like, really? Really? Come on. Just trying to release some good old clothes. Can you drive us to the airport in my car and drop it off right here? Uh, depending on what time. Uh, like, no, not actually. Whenever you're done. Yeah. We're about to. We're about to. Oz, Oz might be able to have to do it. Oz might have to do it. Uh, yeah, so. That's awesome, though, man. Congratulations yeah. to you. Soul Togo's huge, and you've had so much success recently, too. So keep building that steam, bro, for real. Trying, man. Trying. We're just going to stay on the grind. i got a good team behind me now at Metatone. So shout out yeah, to Pumpkin Holt. Yeah, shout out to man. Very good people yeah. there. They're, uh, they're helping me stay on track through this whole quarantine when I didn't want to, when I had some, you know, life situations going down. They're, like, you know, talking me through it, got me through it. So I was like... It was, it was good to have a, a solid team. Yeah. So can't do it by yourself, that's for sure. You can, and, and a managerial team and whatever Metatone does for you, it's more than just, like, getting you shows and getting you on labels. It's being your friend. It's being there for you as, as a human. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And they've been really good friends. So I'm glad that I have a team like that. There's some people that just – it's it's all business, and they're not homies with their managers yeah. or their agents. So That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, just trying to, you know, go a little family, family of homies, and uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're doing their hard work, and hopefully by the end of this year we'll we'll have an agent and we'll have some shows to to talk about and go go party at. So oh, yeah, bro. We'll that's get the there. next step. We'll get there. Agents, agents is another another conversation. <laughs> Many so, uh, people involved in this shit, man. I just want to get days of the proper sound system and play some fucking freak on us. That's so hard. Exactly. I saw this thing. It said you can't you can't get an agent unless you're hot, but you can't get hot unless you have an agent. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I know. It's like building fans and stuff, like playing festivals and shows and opening opening for people. Like that's how you get real fans. But a lot of time you can't get that unless you have an agent. Yeah. So, God damn it. It's a hard, it's a hot, you know, music scene's really hard. And yeah. Shout out to everybody that's doing it and sticking with, you know, sticking yeah. with it. Everybody's it's, it's not Matt Fagel. We just got to keep helping each other, man. Family of homies. I like that. Exactly. Rise up together. Wow. Don't, don't, don't try and push people down. Yeah. That's like all, all of us are doing, you know, hood politics is doing, We're trying to rise up together. Everyone wins when everyone wins. Simple as that, bro. I love it, man. Vinny, this yeah. is such a pleasure. Everybody, make sure you go check out Recycle That coming out this Friday. I got a lot of love and respect for you, bro. Keep doing your thing. And, Appreciate uh, it, man. Can't wait to hang out and party with the demon Thursday through Saturday sometime. 
yeah. we got it. Yeah, maybe the uh, you know the Chicago festival is coming up. There's a few. I think Tony's playing one. I don't know. Is Lala happening? Uh, we're waiting to find out. I don't know. We're, we're we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Tony might be playing yeah. Arc Festival. Have you heard of that? Okay. It's like this brand new so. Chicago house festival, actually. So it, it should be pretty cool. Uh, if he does, I'll be there, and we can we can party with the demons. Sick. We'll be hungover <laughs> for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Work hard, play hard, baby. You have a good. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Drive safe back up to Oregon, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it.